Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, welcome to After Fun Podcast, episode 48, our Euro Roundup, episode 1. I'm your host, Peter, joined by Tom and Gunnar. How are you doing, guys? Tom, how are you? I'm good, Peter. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you, Gunnar? Yep, doing very well, thank you. Okay, so let's get stuck in then. The Euros, so far, first question. Are you enjoying it, Tom? Yep. Fantasy football is providing some interest in the Euros and uh, a welcome distraction from Scotland's performance. So are you enjoying it because you've got a Euro interest in it? Or are you enjoying the football? This, this, I know it's kind of a complicated question. It's a bit of both. I've, I enjoy watching the big games. Um, the weird ones, I don't really tend to bother much, but I'll, I'll, I tend to keep an eye on the score now because I have a fantasy interest, which generates, um, it generates a bit more fun around the competition. I think. Same question, you Are you enjoying it? Are you enjoying watching the football? Are you enjoying the fantasy aspect of it? Yeah, I'm enjoying watching all the games uh, as much as I can. Uh, like I said, we've just opened back up at work, so the pub is open, and uh, it's hard to actually like sit down and. And get to watch a lot of the games because I'm always like always looking. From from what I've seen and uh, enjoy just having to turn it on the telly and get to watch football. Okay. So we're in match day one's finished. We're on to match day two. So what teams have impressed you so far, Tom? What do you think? Who team stands out for you? Um, purely based because we're recording it and Ukraine have just played. I've quite enjoyed Ukraine's two performances, very attacking side, um, particularly Yarmolenko. I quite like him. Uh, Italy, I, I kind of backed Turkey in that Group A, but uh, Italy proved me wrong, and uh, they've been very solid defensively, and also look quite good attacking wise as well. So they've kind of they've surpassed my expectations. That was my next question for you, Tom. Who's what teams have let you down? You specifically have let you down with <laughs> so far. Yeah, Turkey, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> no goals. I think the first game they didn't have a single shot on target. And uh, they've conceded for quite a few as well. Right, going to say with you, who's looked good, who's looked bad team-wise? I've also very much enjoyed Italy. Uh, I think defensively, offensively, they look very good on both ends. Um, I was impressed by France as well, just because of the fact I think they still have a few more gears to go up to um, against Germany, uh, I think they, they weren't really threatened, and uh, I think there's more to come from them. You can tell that already. Um, and just to go on, I'm a maybe bit disappointed from Spain going forward. I think defensively they're sound, but um, 
yeah, well, remains to be seen. I was expecting a bit more from them. Um, and I was surprised to see Morata play uh, for how long that he played, actually. Uh, well, I agree. Um, teams I'd kind of picked in my top three before, it would have been Belgium, Italy and France. And up until the recording, obviously Belgium playing, so it doesn't really matter on a podcast, but I, mean, I, I liked all three of them where they played. I think they, they, they played like favourites. Disappointed by Turkey to an extent, Tom, because I thought they would may have offered something different. Uh, Scotland, personally, because I thought Scotland just didn't turn up at all against Czech Republic. People will say they played as well. I don't think they did. I think tactics were wrong. Again, that's just me. Who else? Spain. Uh, Spain kind of slightly disappointed. I don't know if they'll, they'll go far in this tournament. I can I hope to be slightly. I know it's hard calling Spain a dark horse when they've won so many things, but they weren't favoured. But it didn't look very good going forward. And I think there's a big cry for the other striker. It's Morati and Marino. Is that the two? Moreno, Morata, yeah. Moreno. Moreno. Yeah. And who's the one? Everybody, everybody shoot for one to play who's not playing. But Iniesta's quite. Is Iniesta the manager? Enrique? Who's the Spain manager? Good on putting your name in the Luis Enrique, I think. Enrique yeah. is Enrique. Yeah. But he's quite stubborn, so he's going to really change it. So we'll have to wait and see. But anyway, has your predictions changed for the start of the tournament until now? Who do you think is going to win it? Good. What have I predicted? I can't remember. Did you pick time? You said France. France or Belgium, I think. Um, well, if I said France, I stick with it, definitely. If you said France. <laughs> Tom, what about your predictions changed? Can you mind who you picked? I remember I picked Belgium. And I'm still backing them, even though they're currently losing 1-0 to Denmark. I said France. I still think France. But had, had the France-Italy finally, I don't think that's going to happen because if they both won their group, they can't get to the final together. But I still think they both them look pretty strong. Any clues to you so far? Start with you, Tom. Players you maybe not expected to stand out? Maybe not the big hitters? Uh, Yarmolenko. Um, Wijnaldum. I thought he would kind of go quiet once he kind of reached the main competition, but he scored the last game. Uh, that boy Dumfries, I thought he's quite a good attacking defender. Uh, and it's also a location in Scotland as well. So You're obviously set, I like you set that boy Dumfries, because I know it sounds like a place you could go to, that boy Dumfries. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else? Benua, um Is it Mooney, the Belgian player? Yep. Just he's lost a clean sheet. In the first game again, <laughs> again, uh, he looks quite good going forward. And well, so we've got the other Ukrainian lad, the striker, is it Yar- Yarmash? Yeah, I don't know the names. You're a bit very nice to me. The good thing about that, uh, Munir, is in fact that if Kostang's injured, he's probably nailed to the end of the tournament. So I know they're 1 0 down the road, but if Belgium's going to go far, he's pretty much still in his position. Uh, Gunnar, same for you. Questions for players who've stood out so far? Tom has pretty much picked them all out. Well, maybe the unexpected points. Uh, Radecki, the Finnish goalie, 13 points with his penalty save and, and the clean sheet uh, against the Danes. Um, but other than that, Vinaldum, Tom said that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Do you think like the, the big name players have, have done quite well? Because a lot of the casuals have got good scores. I was looking for all people who have not done the transfers or just picked the team. Like I, my friend Billy, for example, 65 points the first week, and he's just doing it by he doesn't really do the chip strategy. He's picking names, he's picking well that team's playing that team. And so far away it's kind of fail. I think the big names have kind of have done quite well. 
Would you agree, Gunnar? I agree. I mean, you look at Italy keep, keeping the clean sheets. So if you went with Donnarumma or one of the defenders, you got clean sheet points there. Um, same if you picked some up of the some of the Spanish defenders, for example, France. Okay, you might Mbappe might have blanked, but if you went defensively with someone there, they kept the clean sheet as well. So I think if if you did go with some some big names, Ronaldo scoring, Lukaku scoring. Um, I, I can see how you how you can get a good score that way. What were you talking about the same players? The big names kind of so far of the others for more of the casual players. That's where the ranks are all kind of quite similar. I think so, but then again, there's there's players which I thought would have done better that that haven't. So uh, Mbappe, I kind of thought he would have at least got something against Germany. Uh, Memphis Depay, he, I thought he would. He's quite integral in Holland's attack, and I thought he would have had some returns by now. Uh, Harry Kane as well, that's another one. Uh, I thought England would have done a bit better. So, In some respects, yeah, because probably a lot of people would have maybe just got Ronaldo, not really looked at the captaincy rules and captain Ronaldo, and they've got, uh, he obviously bagged a brace the other night. So in, in some respect, yes, but then um, maybe those that are maybe just playing, playing the game are, are overthinking matters. See, I think people go, oh, Ronaldo and Lukaku and captain them, and they've got the first good points. And they're looking at the defence, going, oh, there's Spanish defenders cheap, there's a Belgian defender cheap, and they're going for it, and it's first week. So like, we'll go to our ranks shortly, but you're going, my God, there's three and a half million players playing here. We're meant to be decent at fantasy games, and we're like, so far down after one week. But <laughs> I'd like to see how it goes after this week with the chip strategy, maybe people not paying attention, and maybe how far your rank might, now obviously if it works for you, how far you might shut the ranks after this week. We'll cover that next pod, or maybe not, if it doesn't go our way. Right, <laughs> so... We'll go to match day one then. What is the scores for match day one? I'll, I'll start getting loaded up. Match day one scores. I had 59 points. It's up for me. Here we go. So Ronaldo for 10 points. Lukaku captain 20 points. Eriksen 1 point. Silva 3 points. Karazako 3 points. Olmo 3 points. Parade 6 points. Bonucci 6 points. Torres 6 points. Mele 2 points. Cherney or Cerny and Gold minus one points. That was my mistake. I forgot to fix my goalkeeper date wise. So I had Hardeki on the bench with 13 points and lost out. So 59 points. So good out your match day one points. <clears throat> yeah, so I've done the same mistake with Radeki. So I've benched his 13 points as well. Got minus one from Chesney. And Ronaldo for 10. Captain Lukaku in the end, 20 points. Depay, two points. Ericsson, one point. Carrasco, three. Berardi, six points. Uh, six points from Torres in defense as well, and then two points each from Hinteregger, Mele, and Kier. What was your total there then? Match the one? Uh, total is 53 points. Okay, Tom, you? Uh, I was 43 points up front. Kane got me two points. Lukaku, 20 points. He was the captain. Uh, Depay got me two points. Midfield, it was Bernardo Silva got me three. Mason Mount, three. Uh, Yankto got me three. And Nego. Got me nothing. Uh, back line was Cancelo, who got nothing. Ended up with COVID. Uh, Salushka, six points. Uh, Dane Kier, the Kier, mm-hmm. uh, two points. I, I probably could have got the Radecki points, but my other goalkeeper was Schmeichel, who played in the same game, so I couldn't switch them around. Uh, so that was that was my mistake. I anticipated Denmark getting a clean sheet, which unfortunately they never. So you did excuse Tommy with the same naming girl just made a complete rip roll on our set and forgot to <laughs> bring him change the bench round. 
Right, game week rank then, I was 487k. That's a shock to the system after this year. Good, what was your rank? Mine is 750k. Tom, what was your rank? I am 1.4 million. So, realistically, after that game week, what is the target, do you think, Tom, for you? Next two, just group stage next two weeks. My overall rank or my points for... Nah, just overall rank for the next two weeks. Now you're at you're one point, say 1.4. What do you think the next two weeks target? Uh, I hope I'd probably be in the top 400k. Gunnar? Hmm. That's a tough one because, as you guys we'll already it, know... We'll um, <laughs> do you want me to say it now? Go for it because it's going to the next part anyway. All right, so I've missed the deadline for game week two now. Um, so I'm holding on to a double Danish clean sheet right now. It's half time at the minute. Um, and yeah, I just haven't made any transfers at all. I would hope I could get maybe into the top 250k uh, over the next two game weeks. Yep, I'm pretty much similar. Thanks. 487k. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking a lot of casual this week won't play. I'd like to be about in a 250k, 200k after the next two game weeks to see what happens. So that takes on to match day two. Good to really say that the tactics was Abbott Unlimited. So is Tom, I believe, Tom, yeah, true? Yep. Right. So we picked our games looking for the tactics. I'm assuming I'll go first. I just, again, attack the tactics with the fixtures coming up. Obviously, it's not going to plan out in Belgium, but that could all change. Attack the tactics, I wanted players revert back to next week. Tom, I assume it's your exact same tactic as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Laguna, you didn't get to play because you've missed a deadline. So, what would be your tactics now then going forward? Well, I would think I'll probably wildcard next week and just just set my team up. Uh, I've had a had a bit of a look. I mean, I'm still hoping to get a decent result this week. Uh, like I said, my two Danish defenders are on for a clean sheet at the minute. Um, I'll be able to transfer Ericsson out, who's still playing for me. Uh, a captain Berardi going into the game week, so the captaincy was still on him. He's on for 12 points. I might switch the captaincy to Ronaldo uh, against Germany. Uh, but I think overall, I need to be switching the team a little bit around because I don't think all my players are going to play, or at least like some of them have, have tough games as well, like Portugal against France in match day three. Uh, so I'm going to have to do something there. And I think it remains to be seen how the game's finished. I would have thought maybe we'll get get to see some players rested, for example, from Belgium in their in their last group game. But if they actually go on and lose this uh, this game today, then, you know, I'll, I'll be keeping Lukaku for sure. For example, I have Carrasco in midfield. Um, yeah, but wildcard is probably my plan. Right, so on that, the next part would have been a wild card on match day three. Tom, are you going to wild card on match day three? Um, I'm not decided yet. I'm going to see how the results go this week and then assess my team after that and then take it from there. Right. The Gunners, de- Gunners definitely looks obviously missed match day two. Do you, am I right? Do you get two transfers per week? You can one roll over? Would you have three? No. Oh, I need to check that. I don't know if there's rollovers in this. 
Yeah, I don't know. So I'm starting to check on. I don't know if you're going to get two a week and if we roll either three. So maybe it's like a mini wild card for yourself. So it, it tells me now I have three three free transfers. To, uh, well, I was like, there you go. You don't get the two, but you get one of us, you get three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. You get a mini wild card. So maybe but, that's the wild card off the table then. I'll, I'll have to work that out. See, my tactic is this. I'm going to wild card next week as well, or next week, next game week. But I'm just going to target teams starting to play for. I'm going to kind of touched on it. There's no point in picking. Like if Italy won the two games and it works out, they're through. I mean, okay, some people will still be able because he's going to get rotate 11 players, but I don't think it's worth chasing after players who might not be guaranteed to play. I'd rather pick players into my team who start to play for. Like Wales, for example, I know they're Italy, so that's maybe a bad example, but they're going to play strongest teams they need to get through. If Belgium dropped points tonight, like Gunnar already mentioned, and then you think they need to win the next games, they're probably the strongest team. Whereas before, I would have thought, right, that's an opportunity for KDB to get back the team, being in rotate players. So what is the thoughts? Well, you know, you mentioned it's going to always the thoughts now you've got a, yeah, like a free chance on a wild card. What kind of players would you be chasing and what teams would you be attacking? See, Avia Ziki from Turkey, he'll definitely go. Ericsson, he's injured, so he'll be definitely outdoor. Mm. It's a tough one. I want to see how, how uh, Holland do. Um, this game week because next next game week they play against North Macedonia, so if they need to get something, then I'll be I'll be getting someone like Vinaldum into the team for sure, um, keeping the pie. Mm. Germany they're playing Hungary, so definitely get a few German players in. I would have to check if we like what lineup lineups we're gonna see, but like before the game started, uh, we, we weren't sure if it's gonna be Chiesa or Berardi for it, Italy, for example. But like if they're confirmed. Uh, through and maybe we'll, we'll hear something about Kesa maybe getting a game um, that will be something I'll look out for Okay Tom same with you tactics wise if, you if you're well carding if you're not well carding what would be your point of attack for match day three probably as you said teams that have got something to play for those that aren't safe um, then after that I'd be looking at teams playing those who maybe classes Cannon fodder like North Macedonia, Hungary, Scotland. You know, and your race, and your race. Turkey, those types. Uh, that, that that would be my approach. Uh, maybe looking at sort of players that you know are decent, but are perhaps sort of fringe players, maybe not quite nailed to start in the squad. So, Chiesa for Italy, for example, if they win their two games, you may yeah. come in. Uh, players for England, maybe like Grealish players like yeah. that. Um, also, Belgium, uh, KDB and Hazard are both on the bench. They may use their uh, game against Finland maybe to try and get them back up to speed for then the games that do matter. So they might actually start those games, which would be interesting. Um, Finland, uh, although they got that clean sheet, they then went on to concede against Russia, who didn't have a, a great XG in the first game week. So um, I'd be interested to see that Belgium start 11 as well. That'll be good to win this game tonight first, too. Obviously, they would need probably yeah. to play the strongest team. Need cancel out Gunnar's double Danish. There's no way. I said, hello, I said, hello. Say before he started, there's no chance he's getting a luck into forgetting the deadline and getting a double clean sheet against Belgium. That'd just be this season, fantasy. That's if he's just locked it all season. Locked it all year. Keep the faith. <laughs> right, have you anything else to add, European-wise? Oh, one thing I think the FPL fixtures released. 
I know this is not European pod, but do you ever look at the fixtures? No. Nope. Nope. Bother? No, I don't mind. I'm going to say just in case you had a look. I've noticed already from Fred's online on Twitter. Fixtures. Well, I can I, I can tell you one thing, Liverpool at home, I think, against Norwich first game. I think it's away. Oh away then. Still against Norwich, so I'll be Captain Salah most most likely. Believe I looked quickly that my leads at home first, and I think the five out of six. They were quite all the like, up top green wise. So again, it'll be Salah, Bruno. I think it'll be the top picks week one and two. It's like nothing other changes. But again, back to European. Any else they add European wise when we finish up? Not a long call this week, guys. Stick to our, our name. Good night, Ed. I hope the Danes can hang on to this clean sheet and uh, soften the blow of missing the deadline. Tommy, in for you? Uh, no, nothing really. Okay. All right, guys, that is us in. We'll be back. I think Monday we're going to record before I go on holiday for a week. So we'll see what happens in the pod then. We'll need to discuss it off air. But back Monday, match day two round up. Hopefully all our ranks have boosted up at least a decent bit anyway because it makes a bit of mockery ourselves when we're talking about fantasy. Talk about fantasy and we're all like, sitting so far down the table behind all these random people who don't play it very often. But again, that's how this game worked. So, Gunnar, say goodbye. Goodbye. Tom, say goodbye. Bye-bye. And it's goodbye for me. Thanks for listening, guys. See you later. Bye-bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.